Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nine Bob Note. I am Paul. And I'm Ken. Happy New Year to you, Ken. Happy New Year to you as well. Now, we'd usually do this before New Year, but it's been a tough... You've been out travelling, as was evident in the last episode. You were on works trips here, there and everywhere. So it's been a bit difficult getting together over Christmas. Yes, yeah. And perhaps we should start, or I should start with a, an apology for the fact that I sounded like I was... <laughs> in a toilet. In a toilet <laughs> for the previous episode. Uh, that was entirely my fault. And I know I, it very much uh, irks you to have to publish podcasts where the sound isn't top-notch. Yes, um, I'm a perfectionist, I'm a professional, and and lots of other words beginning with P. (laughs) What are we doing this time? Well, as has become a tradition, we are going to set ourselves some New Year's resolutions. I can't actually remember what the resolutions were for 2023. Probably um, the same as we're going probably, to say. Now. Quite possibly. But I can reassure everyone that we are actually recording a new episode. <laughs> it's not just a repeat. I seem to remember saying on last year's episode that we're also recording next year's episode. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> I've not listened to it since, so I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me. Hmm. Yeah, so we're just going to have three resolutions each to set ourselves for 2024. What's your first resolution? My first resolution is to read more books. I am a big lover of books. I, I think I've mentioned several times on this on this podcast. And I do try to read as often as possible, but sometimes sort of circumstances get in the way. And I always try to read at least a book a month. So I have a, you know, at the end of the year, I have a list of at least 12 books. And last year, what I found was that rather than reading for pleasure, I was trying to squeeze in reading just so that I could meet that target. And so although I read some great books, I didn't necessarily enjoy it as much as I should do. So this year, I've got a pile of books. I'm ready and raring to go. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to make time and I'm going to enjoy reading. Excellent. No, that's a good... I quite like the idea, though, of setting yourself the target of one a month, because mm. my reading now, my reading time, has been cut down almost to nothing. I used to really enjoy a Sunday afternoon by the fire, mm. making roast dinner, even if it was only an hour. Uh, but now my reading time is confined largely to the throne, <laughs> which makes reading books a very long, drawn-out process. <laughs> that, that's a good idea, though, because I have got a reading bookcase now. Uh, I refuse to buy any more books. <laughs> Because of so many outstanding. No, I like that a lot. That's great. Yes. Probably adopt the same mantra myself. Lovely. Well, my first resolution, having failed utterly the past two or three years to lose weight, when I put my mind to it, I can lose weight. I can lose about a pound a day. It's not difficult for me to do. The problem is I love my food. And I've also had a promotion at work, which means now from a job where I was walking all day, every day, just constantly walking miles and miles every week, I'm now very sedentary. And Mm. the past few months, that's had a knock on effect. So yeah, it's to do more exercise and just be more active and... I have actually, as you've walked through the door this week, I've apologised for the fact that I'm walking like I'm 90. (laughs) 
That's because my stomach muscles are complaining bitterly that I've been doing some exercise <laughs> for the first time in 34 years. Yeah, we have, I think we both for the past couple of years said that we're definitely mm-hmm. going to do something. But you do notice it when you go, especially when you've been used to being active all the time. And then you're in a job where essentially you're just sitting there all day. And so yeah. so you do have to make more of an effort to be active. So yeah, I think that's that's a really good one. And not, not necessarily setting a weight goal or anything like that, but just being aware of the fact that you're sitting down all day at work. So then when you're not at work, making a bit of effort just to be active. Yeah, well, I've noticed, it's only the past, what, three months that I've ever in my life had a sit-down job. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, I'm certainly feeling the effects, particularly when I went to get measured for a new suit. And like, <laughs> yeah, yes, I think we'll go for the 38 waist. So. <laughs> What's your second resolution? My second resolution is to stay at home more. Ooh. <laughs> this is in a bit of contrast to one of last year's, which was to get out and do mm. more. But in the last couple of years, we have done a lot of work in our house mm-hmm. um, to the extent that there hasn't been a week, I think in the past 18 months, where the house has been in a state where it's just livable. <laughs> yeah, I have seen your house amid transformation. It looked like hell on earth. Yeah, it has. It's been, I mean, all of the stuff has been stuff that's really helped. And it's just nice now that it's finished, that rather than looking for something else to do, I would quite like us to just spend some time actually enjoying the house that we've got and, you know, sort of doing a bit of entertaining or even if it's just sitting, we've got loads of lovely room. or oh, not loads. We don't live in a mansion. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. The guests, we'll put them up in the West Wing. Barton, <laughs> make up the rooms. <laughs> but we all, we have very nice, nice rooms that we have sort of decorated and planned ourselves and it'd just be nice to enjoy them without sort of looking around and thinking "Mm, what's next so yes to stay i'm not saying that we're not going to go out but just to to enjoy the fruits of our labor well bizarrely my second resolution is more or less identical (laughs) it was to enjoy home comforts more Mm. my life continues to be extremely busy and active and just social engagements all over the it's all very flattering and nice and it's lovely to well, I'm certainly never going to be bored anyway, but it's also it's nice to have company all the time. Mm. The problem is I'm never at home. So jobs pile up. So you walk in and like if you have a dinner party, you're then racing off to work the next day. You get in, you're too busy or I'm out at the bingo or a quiz or something. And then after five days, you realise that all that washing up is still there mm. from the Sunday or the Saturday or what have you. And then I look outside. All my pot plants need tending to. My backyard needs power washing. The front of the house could do with a damn good going over. Tiny stupid things are getting hung up about housework and domestic stuff. But it is the place you live and it started to get me down a bit. Also, I want more days where... You know, if it's crappy weather outside, I just go to bed with a big mug of tea and a block of chocolate and some DVDs and just have a duvet day dozing. Because again, as I'm getting older, and this is a bit of a surprise, I'm needing more sleep. (laughs) Now, I've got by on four or five hours sleep for 20 years comfortably. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, no, you need six or seven, mate. And it's a bit of a surprise. It's come on me all at once, really, within the past sort of 12, 18 months. So yeah, more sleep as well. Yeah, that's a nice one. 
Should we both be reaching for the oval team at this point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a blanket for a knee. <laughs> but but it is it's nice, isn't it? Just to it, it doesn't mean that you don't enjoy going out mm. and, and socialising. And as you say, when someone asks you, shall we go out? It's great. It's brilliant. It's nice to have things done. And I think we both sort of said the time over the Christmas period when, oh, I can't wait to just not do anything. And then after a couple of hours of that, we're like, okay, this is really boring. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just finding the balance, isn't it? Oh, well, we had Christmas Day home alone. Uh, It's the first time I've done that for a very long time, if ever, I think. And... It sounds lovely. You chase after this dream of a day with nothing to do, and then you realise, actually, we don't do doing nothing very well at all. So you by 8 o'clock, well, we've eaten all the food there is in the house, we've been sat down for 12 hours, we've had a massive dinner, we've watched everything on Netflix. I certainly don't want the couch potato life at all, but it's stupid never enjoying it. Mm, yes, a fine balance. Mm. My third and final resolution for this year is something that we have spoken about. It is to not worry about friends and acquaintances falling away. Mm -hmm. We have spent a lot of time... And, you know, as you do, you go through phases and there are people who will be in your life for a short time. There's people who will just always be in your life and there's people who will dip in and out of your life. And I think probably because of sort of past experiences, I've always placed a lot of pressure on, oh, no, I've not spoken to this person for, you know, a certain amount of time. And thinking, does that mean that we're not friends anymore? And it doesn't necessarily mean that, Mm. you know, and... There are people who I've been friends with who may not be my friend again, ever. And there are people who might just, you know, sort of pop back next week and say, oh, hi, how's it going? But just sort of cherish the people that we have in our lives and enjoy them. And then other people, if they want to be there, then they know where we are. I heartily agree. (laughs) And it's only really this year, in this past year, that I've realised this. A woman I was dating a few years ago, she said that people come into your lives either for a reason or a season. As it turned out with her, it was just a season. But but it is true that sometimes we make a lot of effort for people who don't always make the effort back. Mm. I mean, there's several people over this past 12 months who I've known for quite a long time, you know, 20 odd years. And I just think, I'm making all the effort here. And they'll cancel at the last minute or with a few days to go, something that's been booked Mm. for months, something that's actually taken quite a bit of preparation on my part. And you just think, I can't be fucking arsed with this. It's just, if life's that transient for you, or if I'm that transient for you, in terms of the pecking order, or what I can't stand is people who agree to something months in advance and then pull out with three seconds to go. Yeah. You knew you weren't going to come. Just say yes or no. Yes or no are both good answers. If it's no, at least we know. Yeah. Not, oh, the flimsy excuses people come out with. The common one is I'm ill. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every now and again, that is actually true, but yeah. not as often as people make it out. No, no one would ever get any work done. So, yeah, I always tell people, no, I'm not doing that, or that's not for me, or whatever, just because at least they know where they stand with me. Yeah, and that's it. You you don't even have to make excuses. If I say, this is what I'm doing on this day, so, you know, I, I don't know, we arrange a night out, we're, we're going to go out on this night, who wants to come? 
If you don't want to come or if you're not available, then it's fine just to say no. I'm not going to get really offended. I will get really offended if you say yes and then don't turn up. Or if you make up some ridiculous <laughs> excuse, just I don't want to or no, I'm busy is fine. Well, how many nights have you and I both been out of over the years where this huge group of people have said yes and you get down to it and there's two people? <laughs> yes. I mean, fine, but those two people could just have organised a night out. Yeah. They didn't need to be, you know, not booking a table somewhere. Or It just creates headaches for everybody. Just have a bit of thought, people. Yes. If you're not going to go to something, just be honest. Yes. Our friend Helen, the lesbian. Oh, God. The- wow, that's loud. <laughs> had a new year (laughs) I've just changed the batteries again (laughs) she always says that when she is evaluating friendships she looks and she asks herself does this person bring value to my life ooh that's very profound Helen if the answer is no then she says that's fine if they get in contact with me great then we'll we'll revisit it but I'm not going to chase them anymore wise words yes very wise words words. Um, Helen (laughs) We love you, Helen. <laughs> uh, well, my third and final resolution is to write more. Ooh. Now, last year, I think I said about recording more audio. Yes. Haven't done it. <laughs> but the flip side of that is the actual writing side, which I haven't done properly for years. I've done a lot of script editing and, and sort of putting things together for other people. But actually writing my own stuff. And I've got a few ideas as to what I'd like to do. Largely along the lines of, of some sort of diary or a, a memoir, if you will. Hmm. Primarily for myself. I don't think anybody else would be vaguely interested in it. <laughs> but I want to just catalogue my own life. That's the one thing I'd like to do. So that it's there as a record, if nothing else, for myself. And uh, you know that for a long time I was a diarist, which mm. has lapsed in recent years. But yeah, it would just be nice to chronicle my own life properly. So a bit of a, an esoteric one, but that's, it's just something I've got an itch to do. Yeah, I really like that. I've always liked the idea of writing an autobiography. Mm. As you say, in my case, nobody would be <laughs> remotely interested in it. But yeah, you know, when you look back and you think, actually, there's quite a lot of sort of funny stories of things that have happened and quite a lot of stuff. And it would be quite good to, to get it down. I would read your memoirs, Ken. And I'd read yours. <laughs> I think largely because there'd be a lot of mirroring going. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what his take on that incident was. <laughs> down that side alley making a noise like a, what was it, a dying giraffe. <laughs> yeah. Dear listener, that's not as salubrious as it sounds. It was uh, <laughs> one night, got 25 years ago, nipping we'll for a pee after a night out down the side alley and... <laughs> If anybody came along, I was to make a noise like a dying giraffe, which is what they do on South Park, the movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's a sneak preview of chapter 12. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Part of my reading list for this year, (laughs) Stuart got me a number of books for Christmas, one of which is Barbara Streisand's (laughs) autobiography. (laughs) Which is 900 pages long. Or did she get writer's block or something? <laughs> I'm sure he just bought it me to keep the cost of books down. Can he you like, well, pick it up? Yeah, it's huge. And I read the first couple of chapters and it is, because I was thinking, well, you know, like, I know she's quite old, but I mean, is it going to be a list of everything that she's done every day? It looks like it's going to be quite interesting. I think it's going to take a while to, <laughs> to get through. But yeah, uh, so... 
See if you can beat that with uh, with yours. <laughs> I'm not Methuselah. <laughs> so we have made our resolutions. Do we uh, think that we'll stick to any of them? Well, every year I always go into it quite confident that mm. I will. I think largely this year, the, the exercise one in particular, I do want to do. I've actually yeah. bought some running shoes. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's stage one. It is. I did see a, a very good sort of meme thing. And it says, start by doing one push-up. Start by throwing away one bit of junk. Mm. Start by cutting out one teaspoon of sugar, et cetera, et cetera. Next day, repeat. Mm. Baby steps, I think. Yeah. I have no intention of doing the couch to 5K, largely because I don't have the time. (laughs) Uh, I wish I did, but I don't. I did see something yesterday, which was the couch to Taylor Swift or something. (laughs) You do these baby step exercises where you get yourself up to the stage where you can throw yourself about on stage like Taylor Swift (laughs) does doing all the dance routines. Right. (laughs) I'm not going to be Taylor Swift. (laughs) Much as I admire the woman, but no. (laughs) Excellent. Well, let's hope we keep them. And uh, if we do stick to them, then I look forward to serialisation of your memoirs this time next year. The Chronicles of an Englishman. (laughs) Right. Well, there, we're all set for the year. Happy New Year to our dear listener. I think I've got some fireworks left in a box. I'll just go and set them off. Hooray. Um, And we'll, we'll be back very soon with lots of 2024 hilarity. Happy New Year, everyone. Hurrah. Nine Bob Node featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman, and the program was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.